Welcome back to the Prowl Podcast. This is Trevor Grice, and I'm here with my wife, Diana Stevens. And we're here today for episode nine, which we're going to be titling The Car Ride Home. We'll get to that in just a second, but I wanted to give some updates on Caro Sports lately. Uh, we'll start off with golf. Uh, girls golf has been uh, playing multiple matches, and from what we can gather, every single week they're getting better and the scores are getting lower. And uh, while they do have a win there, there's sometimes where they haven't won, but every week they're getting better, and that's what Coach has identified. And a shout-out to Melina DeWald, who broke 50 for the first time. Um, and uh, I know that's always a big deal. When I did it for the first time, when I was like 30-something, it was a big deal. So <laughs> yeah. um, shout-out to Melina. Uh, swim is 2-1 and one with uh, wins versus Elma and Alpina and a loss versus Garber. And a shout-out to Cheyenne Wicks as the Advertiser Player of the Week this week, right? This week, yeah, yep. just oh. this past Wednesday. Awesome. Uh, we got boys soccer. We just had a match last night. Uh, they are 6-2, and 4-2 and two in the league. And this week was a big week. They went they, uh, mercyed Memphis at home, 8-0. to zero, And then last night was Bertrand Panthers, 9-1. to one. So uh, lots of goals there, but I think the biggest thing I need to shout out is just the defense, right? I mean, the ball is on the offensive side of the field most of the time, and they don't always get the love because they're not in the stat sheet, but um, some of those guys are doing a fantastic job there in the back. Uh, Football. So tonight, uh, big game at home versus Lakers. By the time you see this, that game, or listen to this, this game will be over with. Uh, So hopefully it'll be a big win for the Tigers. Uh, but they did have a big win last week versus Vassar. Uh, tale of two halves, I'd call it. Uh, Vassar led at halftime 7-0 to zero in Vassar. And then I believe it was 34 unanswered points by the Tigers in the second half, which was fantastic to see. So, um, you know, they're, they're learning the system. They're learning the schemes. And, you know, it's, it's definitely coming together. And I'm, I know I'm excited to head out to the game tonight. Uh, With football, do you want to give a shout-out to a few players that were highlighted by the advertiser. Yeah, so I think uh, leading the area in tackles is Jaden Buniak, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, he had 50, I believe. Yeah, and he had a 21 tackle performance versus Cass City. Even though the the game didn't go well for the Tigers, he had a phenomenal game. Uh, Logan McGarry's on there for rushing somewhere in the middle. Um, I know our freshman tandem in the defensive backfield, uh, Savage and uh, Aiden Savage and Mark Warren are and the leaderboard for interceptions, I think three apiece. And uh, Wyatt Waterman was also listed for tackles as well. He was, yes. I do remember that. He actually had a really good game um, versus Vassar as well. So they're 2-2 two and two, uh, going into tonight's matchup versus Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers. Uh, JV is, uh, I know they have one win. They had a big win versus Memphis. Um, and I know some of the other games they've had have been, um, we'll call learning experiences. And, and I think that's a... Uh, that's the best way to put it, right? They're learning a new system. Um, as Coach uh, uh, McDaniel's really looking at making the system all the way down to to the middle school level, and at the same point, uh, they're missing some of their key players because they got pulled up to right. varsity. You know, yes. so um, that's always tough. I know our kids have had that when like the guy they rely on is now on a different team. They you're, it feels like you're missing a piece, and um, that can happen. Um, and so, and then uh, shout out to middle school football who won twenty eight to zero this uh, this week against Bad Axe, I believe. I yes. Think, yeah. 
So, and then cross country, uh, we have three girls in the top 10 on the advertiser, which is pretty cool. And they, we have two boys in the top five. Uh, I know Luke Heron is a freshman. He was a, a, a player of the week for the advertiser yes. at one point. And then uh, they got a big match this weekend as well. Um, Cadillac, maybe? I'm not, I, I'm actually forgetting where it was. So, um, so look for the results on that. And then uh, volleyball, I know they went to, had a quad in Marlette to begin the year and beat North Huron there. And they've had some league games versus USA uh, where, where they lost. And then they had a kind of an epic match with Vassar where they were leading through it and then kind of let it slip away at the end. So shout out to the volleyball, go- volleyball girls. And then, they've, they've had uh, a few more games too that we don't actually have results on. So that's kind of on me. I haven't made a contact there. So if somebody has a way to... Get us some volleyball information or put us in touch with the coach so that we can get more information for volleyball. We would appreciate it. Yeah, that's what happens when you only work at the school part-time, right? Right. And running our own kids around, you know, because, you know, as you Volleyball is the same night as soccer. It just is. They tend to be Tuesdays and Thursdays, so it makes it rough. (laughs) We never promised this wasn't going to be a somewhat biased (laughs) situation, right? So, yes, soccer gets all these videos and all these clips because we're there, right? Yeah, and if I'm going to be honest, though, I'd rather watch volleyball. Yeah, so. but, but we're going to talk about later in our episode nine of why you're at the soccer games. <laughs> okay, so, And then um, I think that about covers it, other than I want to give a shout out to the cheerleaders who have been at every varsity football game, doing a fantastic job, um, consistent at the beginning, consistent at the end. Um, I know we sometimes ignore those, but, you know, ignore them, but I haven't, I, I just... And not only do I know some of the parents, and they're very supportive of them. Some people don't realize that we went without cheerleaders for a very long time, actually. And so to have and this... a lot of other schools don't have cheerleaders. Correct. Like we have a really strong cheer program right now. And one thing that I thought about, um, and luckily, you know, it seems like we're you know heading in the right direction to turn things around with our football program. But you think about how hard it is. As a football player, if you're part of a losing program and you're like losing week after week, well, I've never really thought about how difficult that must be as a cheerleader too. Like if your team is just like losing by a ton and you're out there like doing your cheers and trying to get everybody fired up, like that's not an easy thing to do. It can't be. No, it, it, it definitely can't be. And But they're an important part of actually bringing that spirit. I mean, it, you wouldn't think so, but... I, there's just a different energy, I, I, you know, when they're there. And where that was really shown was in those regional basketball games that were held at Stamey's Gymnasium last year that we hosted with uh, Hamity versus Saginaw High. Like, and their cheerleaders, like, really got into it. They were epic cheerleading squads. <laughs> and, and I was, like, what? I had to stand next to them. And, like, their use of the ground pound, like, like stomping as part of, like, it was... It was phenomenal. It really was. It, it was quite, quite an an, uh, an energy and an ambiance. So um, we do not. We need to remember how important cheerleaders can be mm-hmm. um, for these events. So, so sh- shout out to them. All right. Well, going on to episode nine, we we call it the car ride home. Now, I want to take this moment and uh, shout out Diana uh, <laughs> because. Uh, while some of you don't know, she has actually another podcast, which is kind of on hiatus, hiatus at this point. It's not on hiatus. It's just we don't post quite as regularly as we used to. So Diana and her uh, friend Stephanie Malley started Moms in Baseball, which is at how many episodes now? 
105-ish. 100 plus, I know that. Yeah. And it's exactly what you what it says it is, except it goes into some topics a little bit deeper and um, had some pretty cool interviews throughout the way. And one that stands out, you know, to us and actually has been in a couple different episodes was this idea of parents and the impact on your children, um, mostly younger ones, but in terms of what you talked about, but also you know, we're talking like our high school age kids and something like the car ride home or things around that. And so um, why don't you kind of talk a little bit about what you guys discussed in that? Sure. So we, in like you said, we talked about more than just the car ride home, but we actually sent out an interview or excuse me, a survey and we surveyed several kids. I don't remember the exact age, but I want to say between ages of like 10 to 16 or so. And we tried to keep it very simple so that they would, you know, fill it out completely and we could get learn some information from that. And so we talked about things like what are things parents, either your parents or other parents say at a game, you know, that, you know, that you, that bothers you or that you wish they wouldn't say and, um, and we asked them about the car ride home and what are things, you know, that you wish your parents wouldn't do. Basically, just we, we tried to give them an out because sometimes kids don't want to tell us directly if they don't like something. Um, and it was very much geared towards baseball because I remember a lot of the kids saying they don't like it when their parent when they hear parents yell from the stands, just throw strikes. But I think you could that same advice could be incorporated in all sports. Like, don't shout out obvious things, you know, that the kids already know. It's <laughs> that's right. not helpful to anybody um and it's very discouraging to them um you know and i haven't listened this was episode 71 of moms and baseball so it was probably a couple of years ago when we recorded that i don't remember the specifics i haven't gone back and listened to it really but um there i just remember it was interesting what they what the kids t- talked to us about and we also briefly covered it in episode 59 we talked with a mental performance expert and we just kind of asked him his opinion on what do you think about you know the car ride home and that impact and I can't remember if he said this in the recording or off recording but I do remember him telling us that studies have shown that that's the number one reason why kids leave a sport meaning like you used to play baseball, you used to play youth football or whatever, and they got really discouraged from having to put up with that car ride home with mom or dad, um, you know, telling them everything that they did wrong. And usually it's, I, I think as a parent, we're coming from like a really positive, like it's coming from a good place. You know, you just, you notice what you think they could do better and you're just trying to share that with them. Um, but kids don't take it that way. And I think we understand that because even now as adults, we don't really appreciate you know, your parents giving you feedback on how they think you could raise your kids better or how you could do something better. So we tend not to be real receptive to that. And so that part stuck with me that that's the number one reason why kids leave sports. So just something to think about. So why we're bringing this up and our goal is to not get too preachy here. We do not know everything. We're raising two kids who are 13 and 15, 14, 14, 14 and 15, 14 and 15 for this period of time. Soon they'll be 14 and 16. And it's something we do talk about. um, And we talk about with them. And so the the thing here is, is that if I'm going to come at this from what I do during the day, which is a psychologist, the why we do this comes down to our own anxieties as parents. Like one thing we have to acknowledge is our time is done. Right. And so oftentimes the worst culprits of this type of behavior are the parents that played that actual sport. And they probably do know, or at the very least think they know. And yet 
that's not what your kids want to hear from you. And they're hearing it from their coach, and that's more than a good enough place. And then it's our own anxiety because we want them to succeed. Uh, because sometimes we take their failures a little too personal. Uh, you know, like last night, our kid was in the goal, ball slipped through, he stopped it before it went through, but that barely, barely, <laughs> but that would not have been a great goal for him, you know? And the thing is, is like we as parents, yeah, maybe if that would have happened, we would have been embarrassed, but how do you think he feels? Like he doesn't need us to make it worse. Right. You know, and, <laughs> he, he doesn't need us to remind him like to try catching the ball next time and not letting it slip through. <laughs> hey, you're, when that ball comes in the goal, you're supposed to stop it, you know, which is the equivalent <laughs> of just throw strikes on the baseball field. And, and actually, I, you know, shout out to our oldest, Sander, because he is vocal with that. I mean, this is completely off topic, but he gets done with his game and he comes and tells us he has beef with us. Like he has no problem telling us when he's got issues with us. And actually, I very much appreciate that. And where that showed last year was during baseball, I was helping coach and I said something once in the whole season during and at bat and he let me have it afterwards i mean as much as you were he, seeing it more as a dad than as a coach yep, i definitely went dad mode instead of coach mode and we had an agreement that if i was going to coach i was going to be hands off and and we talked a lot but it was on his doing he'd come to me and ask and that would and so in that one time during his at bat and i think that shouts out the difference between sports right so like tonight is going to be the caro football football game right and if you're up in the stands <laughs> and you're screaming your bloody head off is your kid on the field going to hear you no most likely not and if they do they can say that's my mom's voice i understand that pitch but i have no understand what the words are yeah right? i can't imagine they could hear <clears throat> so what you say and do at a football game or something like that isn't really going to be that impactful. What you do after probably will be, as opposed to a game of focus, you know, which, you know, could be, or where you're closer, you know, like maybe a volleyball game, definitely a baseball and a softball game where these, these moments where focus has to happen. And you got to remember your kids are tuned into your voice. Like they will tell you they didn't hear you and they're lying because they will hear you, especially if it's something they didn't appreciate or they're annoyed by. And I think that's what Diana and Stephanie's um, questionnaire kind of showed, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Even at the game or on the car ride home. And so, you know, if we look at the being at the games and what you can do and what you can do on this car ride home, we're actually going to answer the question of, well, how do I do that? Sometimes not even bringing up the game, sometimes letting it just go is what we can do. I mean, do you have other ideas? Okay, so this is something else I remember our mental performance expert mentioning, and he thought it was important that that kids know that basically like you enjoyed watching them play and you your opinion of your child doesn't change whatsoever based on their performance of the game and with that in mind he didn't he thought you should have the same routine basically no matter how the game went so you know after like either just not talking about it at all or saying like hey i had fun watching you play today or just something very simple where because if you if you if they get in the car and you make a huge deal about like, oh my gosh, you had such a great game today, blah, blah, blah. And you just really go on about that. And then the next time they have a horrible game and then they get in the car and then you say absolutely nothing at all, or you berate them, then they feel like they're somehow less that game than the one before. Um, so first of all, when they were, when our kids were younger, I used to u- constantly use like, oh, I had so much fun watching you play today. But like, 
if our soon-to-be 16-year-old is playing a baseball game and goes 0 for 3 and strikes out three times and makes two errors in the field, and he gets in the car and I say, I had a blast watching you play today, um, I don't think he's going to appreciate that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I think you kind of have to just, like, know your audience. But what I do, and maybe this is horrible, but I usually just say, like, especially if they had a bad game, like, okay, where do you want to go for dinner? You know, like, where are we going to where are we going to go get some food and like move on with our day? And if they had a really good game and they're excited to talk, because if they do have a really good game, our kids usually want to talk about it. They bring it up and then you can, you know, and then we talk about it. So I think Xander and I had kind of a pattern after our baseball games because we were always pretty much always riding together. Sometimes home games, he would go with you. And then you have them during the summer, and I had Max during the summer. But I think kind of my standard go-to is, is you know, we get in the car and, you know, oh, okay. And then I might be just like, well, thoughts. And sometimes there's thoughts, sometimes there's not. And Xander is classic for, you know, I was like, well, maybe I'll hit the ball next time. <laughs> you know, like he'll make an obvious <laughs> statement where it's – and he's because he'd be pretty humorous about it. And then his next statement will be, what are we getting for food? It's usually always yeah. his second statement. <laughs> and so – and when he has a good game, he is much more animated, right? And I think all kids are, and they want they want to – and we're going to talk a little bit about, like, what if you're not there and, and, and what we can do with that. But I think that consistency in that plan – they our kids do know we're not going to talk about stuff that doesn't need to be talked about. I think we've made that pretty clear in our pattern. Like, they're not going to have to talk about something um, right after a game. And if we don't say – if they say – they go, eh – then, we'll, then the next question is, what do you want for food? <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah. Where's our next stop? Type of thing. Yeah, just move on. And yet, you brought up the good point about who we're talking to now. Like some of you aren't even driving your kids home anymore, right? Or the yeah. car ride home might be two minutes, or you, you're not giving them a ride. They're riding them. You know, they're giving themselves a ride home. But still, like when you see them for the first time after the game, I don't think any kid wants to hear about everything that they did wrong. Like I, I feel like. That's probably a coaching thing. They're all in high school now. This is if there's something that needs to be coached, I'm sure the coach can do that. If they want your advice about something because they're actually going to listen and respect that, then I'm sure that they'll ask. You know, like, well, and, and that has happened. I've seen that with our own kids a couple of times where they've said, like, well, is there something else I should have done there? Did I make the right play? Like, if they want to know, they'll ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we also have to have to acknowledge that sometimes your kid is there to have fun and play and that's it. And when the game's over with, they're done with it too. And they want to just let it go good, bad, or indifferent, right? Because, you know, this is, sometimes our conversations are stuck on like travel ball, which is kind of like hyper, you know, it's like, there's a lot of, what do I want to say? Use the right words here. Um, like there's a lot of fo- emotion? high emotions and focus on that. But in high school sports, a lot of times the kids are there to have a good time and do their best. Right. And if they, as they should be, as they should be. Absolutely. And, so while this was titled, you know, the, the car ride home, there's some other aspects, right? And I think one of the things I want to shout out is all of you parents that go. And we know that not every parent can go to every game. Like that life is life, is life right? Some people are single parents. Some people have jobs. And we'll or talk, lots of kids. Or lots of kids and can't just go. So, and we'll touch on that in, in just a second. But never underestimate the importance of being at your kid's game. Like they will tell you it doesn't matter and they are lying, Right. Because and I know as a parent, we we're always afraid of, well, what if this is the one game win? You know, and that happened last night for the second time to that one parent. Right. <laughs> so. Oh, it did. But yeah. Yeah. But, but might as well just talk about it. Because yeah. so do you think it matters if I say his name? 
No, I don't think, think he'll so. care. So Ramon Zamora scored his first soccer goal, his first varsity soccer goal last night, and his parents weren't there. And his parents go to everything, but they have three kids, and two other kids had to be in other places. And this was a late scheduled game, like it wasn't originally on the calendar. And it was home. And it was a home game. It was added late, so they took their kids to the other cities where they needed to be. So they missed his first goal. And um, and I'm sure that they were incredibly bummed about that. And I had texted Ramon's mom and said, hey, you know, he scored a goal. And she was like, wow, I missed his first ever home run. And now I f- missed his first goal. But the flip side of that is obviously we can't be at everything. I know for a fact Ramon completely understands why his parents couldn't be there. But I think there's this huge excitement that kids get to some degree. Like the couple of times I've missed things or I've seen Trevor miss things, I see like our kids get really excited to tell you about it. So sometimes I I feel like if they, you know, if they know you weren't there for a good reason or whatever, they're really excited to just share that experience. So, you know, ask him, ask him or her to tell you, you know, all about the game and what did you miss? And, and sometimes that um, I think can be just as fulfilling to them as if, as if you were there. Or with, close to it. Well, with him, it could have been more. Like, I've not seen him. I always say hi, hi to him after the game, right? I mean, he's just, I've known him forever. And he was in a different mood than he's ever been. And it could be because he couldn't wait to go tell his parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it, there could be some more a- aspect of that. You know, I guess what we're getting at is is that, you know, we understand that some places are an hour and a half away. And we understand that sometimes they're late nights. And uh, sometimes money is an issue. Like these are all very relevant reasons to not go to a game. But if you can, the support that you're providing and um, is is important. Like so, here I'm going to throw it back to you about what you saw in a football game. Oh yeah, and I don't even know who it was because I don't know football or football people. But it was just it was a professional football player and he was mic'd up for the game and the camera just kept going back to him and he's in the stands looking for his mom and he just keeps going, Where's my mama? My mama's supposed to be here. Where's my mama? And he was he was so hung up on it and then at the end of the little video he sits down and he tells the player next to him, like, I found my mama. <laughs> It was just, it was so sweet because it was like he was still like a little child that was happy that his mom came to his football game to watch him play. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, just a little more free with his emotions than maybe your 16-year-old is going to be. But at the same point, you know, they want you there if at all possible. And and if you do it enough, they will understand when you can't, right? So. Yeah, and I wanted to touch on, you, you talked earlier about how, you know, the, the kids just want you to be there. They're just there to have a good time and have fun. Um, made me think about how, and I hate to go back to baseball or softball, but that's just kind of my world. And I'm sure, I know for a fact, um, people feel the same way in other sports. But like in baseball, softball, if your kid is pitching, like pitcher's mom is always known to be like just a hot mess, like a complete nervous wreck um, the second that you see your kid going out to the mound. And that's like at any level. I mean, even talking to, I've, we've interviewed people whose kids pitch in the MLB. Like, when your kid's pitching, you're a nervous wreck. And what I hear time and time again is the child, the one actually pitching, is always super offended that the moms get really nervous when they're pitching. You know what I mean? Because I think it's, like, they really just want us to be there and be their biggest fan and to just watch them and enjoy and have fun. They don't even get as nervous, I don't think, as we do. And so I think it just comes back to when you said, you know, we, we just need to be there and and support and be their fans and just, like, let them 
you know, ch- kind of check out and just enjoy watching and, and, and let them let them take the reins because um, that's all they want. They don't they don't want us to take it that seriously. It's not that we're telling you not to be nervous because that's not how that works. <laughs> OK, right. It's <laughs> yeah, not, I haven't it, figured that yeah, out. <laughs> it, but, you know, it's, it's going to go back to a statement I made before. We got to keep ourselves out of it. Right. This is for them. Like our time is our time is done, whether we played or didn't play. And, you know, I will sit there and watch a game. And I will have parents come up to me, and I don't get to sit and watch much, right? But, like, how can you just sit there and watch? You know, because this is a parent who has high anxiety and walking around. I say, well, it it isn't easy, but it's not about me, right? And I kind of keep reminding myself, like, and whatever happens is going to be okay because it's just sports. Yeah, it's like a youth game. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. And I put a star next to this because you said it's most likely a different topic uh, for another day, and I think we will do that, but it's... There, you have to remember, like, there's a small part of me that I do not want my kids to fail. But if they do fail, I know that it'll be okay because they'll learn from it. And that, I think, puts that takes some of the anxiety away. I, I mean, I don't want them to. And I, obviously, it would be very different if it was the last at bat of the regional final or something of their, their senior, senior year. Their senior yeah. year. You know what I mean? Like, holy crap. Like, that's a very big deal. But, at, you know, with where we're at right now... You know, losing a game because you struck out with the bases loaded is that's going to happen. That's the sport, right? You're going to miss a free throw. You're going to um, fumble a ball because that happens. You know, like these are in that's where you learn, right? I mean, that's where you learn. You need to put more experience in, more practice. And that's how we learn to be resilient. And I think that's one of the most important aspects of what we get from sports. Yeah, it's back to that whole saying, um, like, there's no losing, there's winning and there's learning. And your learning comes from losing Failing. more often. Yeah, Failing. absolutely. All right. Well, we're, we're going to wrap it up there. And so you know, we don't know what episode 10 is going to be. Might be that. Might be another interview. Not exactly sure. I know um, I've been pretty happy to see the crowds that are at all these sports. Keep doing that. I think our kids are really, you know, benefiting from from that. But you're also like, well, why wouldn't I go? I'm a parent. Keep doing it. We, you know, we just know you're appreciated and um you know, I, I'm happy to see, you know, the excitement for what's happening in town. And as far as we're concerned here, you know, you can follow us at The Tiger's Den. Nope. It's Caro Tiger's Den. Caro Tiger's Den. Caro Tiger's Den is our handle for all social media. So for Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, slash X. And we did our very first TikTok video. So we are officially on TikTok. We plan on doing a few more. Which was way more popular than we expected it to be. And so I guess we're going to have to... We're going to have to do some more videos formatted for TikTok. So, yeah, we're working on that. So find us on TikTok if you're on TikTok. Carol Tiger's dad. Um, at the current time, we try to do live updates of sporting events we're at on Twitter. Yes, it's so much easier to do live updates on Twitter. So that's the place to be if you're like, hey, I couldn't make it to the football game today, but I wonder what's going on. Couldn't make it to whatever. See if we're covering that game. Live updates on Twitter. And then afterwards, we try to do, you know, share a couple of clips or the final score or whatever on on, uh, Instagram and Facebook as well. Facebook tends to be that more global updates of the teams. Like, so soccer gives us the stats. We put those on there. And yeah. And if like there's that. something else we need to be covering and we're not, like, somebody recently reached out and said, hey, you should um, share with what Carol Equestrian Club is doing. You know, that wasn't something we immediately knew about. We tracked down that information and are happy to share it. So just reach out to us and let us know. Yep. Absolutely. So for that, uh, thanks, Diana. And we'll, uh, we'll catch up with you guys next time. Bye. Bye.